Snooker, loopy, nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pop the reds and screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker, loopy, nuts are we, we're all snooker, loopy. Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of the Snooker Loopy podcast. My name is Tom Mayhew and I'm here with my very, very good friend. It's Joe Snowy Hannard. Oh, and good evening, Hazel. Merry Christmas, everybody at home. And uh, hopefully you are looking forward to the festive period. Um, Yeah, very kind introduction, Tom. I've not been introduced as snowy before, so... Have you not? I'm very surprised. Well, yeah, I I mean, the snowy sausage, perhaps, but... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Christmas quiz, Joe. Do you know which snooker player has the nickname Snowy? Um... I'm going to go Michael White. Oh, that's a good guess. No, he's Michael Lightning White, I believe. Yeah, well, yeah, White Lightning, isn't it? Michael White Lightning, I think. But... Well, he, he's not a player on tour, so I'll just I'll just tell you the player is Paul S. Davison. Oh, OK. So I could only presume the S actually stands for Snowy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could guess anything else. To be honest, I did try and Joe. I tried to find out why he was called Snowy. I couldn't find anything on Google. I couldn't find anything on Twitter. So I did a little tribute to you. I searched for his name on Facebook and tried to add him as a friend. <laughs> but at the moment, he's not accepted. Oh, so as soon as he does add me as a friend on Facebook, <laughs> we will find out why he's called Snowy. Well, it's funny you should mention Facebook because uh, I follow uh, the Northwest Snooker Academy on there because that's a club that's opened recently with professional tables in there and stuff. And I've seen um, they were they were running a, competi- a, a competition in inverted commas for what happened next when Alan Taylor was practicing his long blues, and and I seen Alan Taylor had actually commented on it, so <laughs> so we, I could have could have quite easily got on Alan Taylor's Facebook and. You know, yesteryear Joe would have uh, would have lapped that up, but uh, he was very restrained. This Joe. So, did Alan Taylor win his own competition? Uh, well, I haven't seen the results of the competition, so I don't know. I'm afraid. I mean, you should copy his answer because clearly he's <laughs> going to know what happened next. <laughs> I think it was. Um, I think it was just a, a cry and laughing face. Let, let me see if I can find it for you, Tom. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. The answer to what happened next is below. We've had tens of thousands of entries. Uh, they, they didn't. Um, they're sending out signed photos of Alan Taylor. I mean, I, I really should have joined this, shouldn't I? Uh, I could have had a signed photo. I mean, to be fair, I could have a signed photo of Alan Taylor on my desk right now. Who knows? We don't yeah, know. So basically, he, he tried to pot the blue uh, or a ball off the blue spot. It rattled in the pockets and it went over the cushion and into the other corner pocket. But yes, Alan Taylor is on Facebook. I don't know if you agree with me, Joe. He seems to look like he's both 5 and 50 at the same time. Yeah, he's, he's an impressive guy, isn't he? <laughs> he really is. Oh, at least he's happy, though. That make, That's something, in it? He's happy to be Oh, there. yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen Alan Taylor unhappy, to be fair. He's, uh, he's one <laughs> of those a... guys. He's like, the, he's like the smiling assassin. Yeah, isn't Anthony McGill like the smiling assassin, but he's always grumpy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the frowning assassin. <laughs> I'd love Rob Walker just to introduce someone as, it's the grumpy sod. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's like the the opposite of uh, the gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> the sexist pig. <laughs> oh, this is a whole new topic of things for for the snooker extra podcast. I think possibly. Well, I mean, 2024, New New Year, New Stunker Loopy podcast. Okay, we're going to go X-rated, are we? <laughs> well, we've got to try everything, haven't we? Snooker Loopy nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pop the red then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker Loopy nuts are we. We had the snooker shootout, Joe, and I don't want to call it a Christmas miracle, but something amazing happened. We were mentioned. No, not indirectly, but, you know. Kind of, yeah, kind of. If, you, if you'd not seen it, at the snooker shootout, there was, of course, podcast favourite Stephen Hallworth, and in his introduction, he was introduced as the Lincolnshire Sausage. Yes, and and I've seen lots of activity on Twitter blaming us for that, but that was one we genuinely did not make up. That is what started the sausage trend, because you found that he was called the Lincolnshire Sausage hmm. on Wikipedia. I don't know how you found that out, by the way, but you did. Um, <laughs> and that's what started it all. And, you know, I mean... As I say, there's there's one person on your Twitter that's been calling for this to be called the Sausage Loopy podcast, but uh, that person was you, Joe. Okay, okay, but <laughs> you know, it it did start so it was hilarious. So, uh, like literally, Stephen Hallworth's face. Uh, but apparently he asked to be called it. Well, I think he must be a bit of a joker, because he asked to be called it, and then he acted really shocked when he was called it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Stephen, eh? Did you see in the interview after his first match, at the end of the interview, she went, oh, well, good luck, sausage. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I heard um, the crowd, I was watching some of uh, Hallworth's matches, and uh, they were going, go on, sausage, go on, sausage. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. It was mad because I literally saw people from all of my sort of snooker Twitter people when everyone was going, the Lincolnshire sausage, the Lincolnshire sausage. And I felt like it was something that's been our little in-joke for the past 11 months or whatever. Well, it shows how few of them watch the Snooker Loopy podcast. They would have been well in on the joke if they'd watched it six months ago. I did. I did, though. I had at least five people get in touch, go, have you seen this? What have you done? How have you made him do this? <laughs> yeah. I know. Crazy. But the Lincolnshire Sausage, Joe, he did very well. He got all the way to the semi-finals. Yes, he did. I mean, you know, I was cheering him on and um, he didn't quite make it in the end. I think he got an unlucky draw in the semi-final, actually, to to get to, to draw Mark Allen. That was probably mm. the toughest one he could ask for. Uh, it was a shame. It would have been amazing. and It would have just summed up everything if he managed to win. Rachel, welcome back to Swansea Arena on day two of the Bet Victor Snooker Shootout. It's time now to welcome our next two players. We begin with a former shootout quarterfinalist, the Lincolnshire Sausage, Stephen Hallworth, and a three-time ranking event semi-finalist, Jamie Jones. 
Well, I've heard them all now. The nicknames, the Lincolnshire Sausage. Stephen Hallworth. The quarterfinal was the Lincolnshire Sausage against the Space Sausage. Well, it was the Snooker Loopy Special, wasn't it? It really <laughs> was. Um, I mean, it's as if we were sponsoring the tournament. And the, the crazy thing is, neither of us picked the Space Sausage as one of our players, even though he's got a terrific shootout record. Yeah, uh, like that was a shoe in, uh, really. Um, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> next year, mate. Next year, next year when he goes out in the first round. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he will if we choose him. Clearly, that's what's going to happen. But of course, we had the the first one four seven in the shootout as well, which was yeah, absolutely crazy. You know, I just remember, I, I rem- I, you know, I was just having a little scroll on Twitter uh, after work, and I could see. WST had, had, had posted the first ever maximum in the shootout, and I was just completely baffled that that was even possible. And yeah. uh, I remember just <laughs> sending capital letters "what" uh, to you, uh, like <laughs> "what on earth?" Well, yeah, he did it, and you know, I mean, I don't think anyone else but Sean Murphy could have done it. I, I, I don't know why I get that impression, but you know, it's that crazy thing. There'd be a list of at most five players ever, I think, who could do it. And mm. I mean, because to, to do it with the shot clock when that's probably slightly faster than your usual play, because not many players literally play at 10 seconds a shot, was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I, I was desperately trying to find footage of it because I, I was thinking that's got to be pretty close to Ronnie's record if if he's managed to do it in the shootout. But I think in the end it was about seven minutes, which just puts into perspective how ridiculous Ronnie's 147 was. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, it was an amazing moment and just typical Sean Murphy that he went out in the very next round, really. But (laughs) it it just shows a 147 only wins you one frame, doesn't it? So Yeah. It was lovely, though, because Sean was playing against, I think, a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old. When Sean got the 147, he looked so excited. It was like Sean was a kid again. It was lovely to see a player look genuinely buzzed to do it. And I think because it was the yeah. shootout, because you had people shouting out, it was just unlike anything <laughs> we've seen, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you backed uh, Ravesh, didn't you, to, <laughs> um, to beat Sean? But, uh... He did one shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might uh, might have beat him to the uh, to the bathroom afterwards, but uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shall we do our predictions? I mean, I'm pretty sure that the Lincolnshire sausage has probably won this for you. To be honest, He's, Joe, he probably has. Um, I'm not going to lie, but uh, we will we will check it anyway. I think we'll we'll start off with your team if we if we think that you've lost um we'll we'll get that out of the way so you started off with Stuart Bingham and Bingham lost in the first round to Lucas Kleckers so mm-hmm. he got you no points I'm afraid um then you had Rory McLeod um and Rory McLeod also went out in the first round to Stan Moody oh. so he got you none you then went for Rory Thor and um why he he went out he went out in the first round David Gilbert you've been very unlucky so far to be fair do you know what how weird is it with Rory Four if someone said to you this guy is called Rory Four but one of these is a fake name (laughs) you'd never guess that Four was the real bite of the day yeah 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 yeah. absolutely um Barry Pinches got you off the mark though he beat uh, Andrew Paget 
77-6 Come on, in the pinches. first round. Um, but he did, unfortunately, go out in round two to <laughs> Dwayne Jones. So he only gets you two points, I'm afraid. Oh, this is a um, disaster. The, the aforementioned Ravesh, he's, he went out in the first round to Sean Murphy, of course. So he gets you zero. Zhao Gudong, not sure uh, how he got on, actually, but let's have a, a little look. Um, <laughs> he went out to Louis Heathcourt, um, 45-43, so that was very close. And then uh, Graham Dot. let's see how <laughs> Graham Dot got on for you. Come on, Not Graham, Graham Dit. Graham Dot. Uh, he won his first round against uh, Sean O'Sullivan. But then loss. Oh no, he didn't. He won. He won two matches, so he gets you six points because uh, two points and a four pointer in his second round. So, uh, and then we've got El Sayed, who was the American guy, and he lost to Nopon. Nopon Sayingham, forty-seven fifty. Very unlucky there, Tom. But that's a grand total of eight points. Yeah. Very unlucky. But I think you maybe went for one too many joke players but Zhao Gudong was one of the ones I was yeah. like he's got a good record and then he just you know yeah Ugh. so eight points for Tom let us know in the comments if you think Tom's gonna win <laughs> uh, let us but, know in the uh, comments yes. if you can't do maths uh. <laughs> <laughs> well so I I had David Lilly he was my team captain and he beat Rian Evans in the first round and then went on to beat Jack Boric in the second round before going out to Kyron Wilson so that's six points for David Lilly we'll come back to Stephen Hallworth because uh, I feel like he might take a little bit of working out David Grace he went out in the first round so zero oh. points there Come on, the comeback Sean is on. Sean Murphy. Oh, no. Now, Sean Murphy. I mean, he, of course, won the first match with a 147. But as it, as we say, it only wins you one frame. It doesn't get me any extra points there. I think that a 147 should be minus 20 points, Joe. <laughs> no, that's only for match fixers, I'm afraid. <laughs> Ben Mertens uh, went out in the first round, so zero points there. I think I went Mark Williams. I think that's Mark Williams I've went for, not Robbie Williams. So Mark Williams won in the first round, but lost in the second round. So that is two points for him. Ben Wollaston, but I believe he lost. Yes, he lost to Mark Allen, eventual winner. So really, if he won that match, he'd have won the whole tournament. <laughs> That's how the shootout works, yeah. Pang lost uh, in the first round. So actually, we, we've done pretty terribly <laughs> overall. But of course, Stephen Hallworth got to the semi-final and he was my last player. So he gets 2-6 and then 14-30. I think he gets 62 points to Stephen Hallworth. So he did very well. Ugh. He did very well indeed. So who won, I, I, I got the... 72 points in the end, which was nine times your score. <laughs> Congratulations, Joe. You are the king yeah. of the shootout predictions for this year. Well, yes, yes. I think I won it last year as well because of Julian Leclerc. So I seem to predict somebody who's going to get to the, the semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lag. It's pretty close, actually. Yeah, nickname like sausage. It'd be hard to live that down, to be fair. Go again. Could not be separated. A re-rag lag. 
can hear people shouting out sausage now incessantly from the crowd. <laughs> there we go again. Stephen wins. The lag will be longer than the match at this race. <laughs> Do we have any updates on your Hazelgrove progress? Well, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know how much I, I caught up everybody on, but um, I did join a league, which is five frames sort of every week. It's a, you, you know not a very competitive league in terms of. I think there's a there's an elite league if you like, and this is just uh, people who want a bit of match practice. So I joined this league. First first match I lost three two, which was a shame. I was three one down, but won the last frame with a with a clearance actually. So there you go. Um, and then I had two consecutive victories: a five nil and a four one. Five nil. Yeah. So I was oh. I was. Finding me form, which is which was good. Five nil, Joe. They're going to start calling you. <laughs> five, yeah, the, no, no longer five nil, Phil. Move <laughs> over, five nil, Phil. But yes, and then my most recent match, I, I did lose that one four one. But it, it could have been either score. Really, could have been five nil either way. Could have been four one either way. It was just one of them matches, really. But uh, now I'm enjoying it, you know. I think I've had a lot of compliments of my game um, from that, and you know, I think people seem to think that I'm one of the ones to watch in that tournament. I'm not entirely sure that that's true, but uh, plenty of games to go. I mean, there's, there's there's a poor guy in the event that's lost every single frame that he's played so far, and I just feel so bad for him. But uh, yes. is he the guy you so, beat five nil? No, he's not actually. He's oh, not. Okay. But interestingly, the guy I did beat five. I hope he's not watching this. But the guy I did beat five nil. You know, he turned up. He had his. Uh, he had his own snooker balls. He had uh, the big, big cue case with all the extensions in, and you know, he had the the proper stance and you know, stepping back on his shots and all of that. I'm thinking, oh god, it's probably going to be five nil to him, but. You know, he was a bit Selby-like. I've got to be honest. It was it was very slow going from him. And uh, you, you've watched me play, Tom. I'm not not one for hanging about, really. So, no. Um, they do call me the Hurricane Hanard, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. It, it, you know, he's he he was a good player. So I was happy with the the result in that one. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, I'm enjoying it, and a little break now until after Christmas, and then we'll be back on the on the grind. But uh, it's going well. And so, where are you in the league table? I think I'm fourth or something like that at the moment. Every frame you win is a point, and then if you win the match, you get an extra point. So um, I, I think there's a couple of guys that have played a couple more matches than me. They just wanted to get ahead, I think, before Christmas. But uh, yeah, I think I'm fourth at the moment, so I was quite happy with that. Out of eleven. So could you move up to second or third if you play those games in hand? I think so. Yeah, yeah. If it, it depends Ooh. on the margin of victory, I suppose, doesn't it? You know, if it's a five nil, then that that's a massive swing. That's six points in the bag. So the Hurricane Hanard's going for the top right here, everyone. He is. Yeah, he a hundred percent is. Uh, I think I just need to. Um, you know, my I think my safety game is is a lot better than a lot of them. So I just need to rely on that more. I mean, the first three matches, my long putting were like 
I would say it was 75, 80%, which is pretty impressive in a, certainly in a very much amateur setting, missing too many easy ones, but perhaps not going for as many long ones and playing playing safe, waiting for an easier chance is, is maybe what I'm, I'm learning from it. But yeah, well, we'll keep going and the road to Q school begins. If I win the title, who knows? Who knows? What's the prize for winning the winning title? Money, I assume. I think it was a £20 entry fee, so uh, I assume and all of that is going into a pot, so 20 times 11 is £220, so... We can raise the rest of money to get you into Q School for the back of that. <laughs> yeah, for the bands. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we'll start with a shootout, I think. But, uh, <laughs> might have a chance of winning a frame in the shootout. No, because then I'll pick you for the shootout and you'll lose on purpose just so I lose the competition. Oh, uh, no, because that's match-fixing. We can't have any match-fixing going on. <laughs> Barry Hearn has been listening to the Snooker Loopy podcast <laughs> and he has announced that Joe Hannard has been suspended from all competition. <laughs> uh, very good. Let's take this little boy, this attention-seeking little boy, Let's ruin his life. Let's take him to the small claims court as many times as possible. Shall we cue the music? Is that a good idea? Let's cue the music. A Christmas special. Christmas cracker. Let's cue the music, Joe. There's not many snooker Christmas songs, right? Look, I don't think there was any before this year. (laughs) But luckily, the spaceman did very well at the shootout. And every time Dominic Dale wins a match at the shootout... They basically bully him into singing live on TV. <laughs> uh, particularly Jimmy White. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's just there going, oh, go on, give us a song, give us a song, Dominic. And Do- you can see Dominic, he's half excited, but half genuinely panicking. And uh, Speaking of Jimmy White, just <laughs> very quickly, um, I noticed a few people were saying that uh, they think he's, he's back on the drugs, but I think he's, uh, he's had an eye lift. Because if you look at him, his eyes are, are properly open when, he, when he's talking at the moment. I think he's had an eye lift. Oh, you could be right. He's not had a white Christmas then. I don't think he's had a white Christmas yet. <laughs> and he actually won a match the other day for well, the first time in a long time. So. He did. He was up playing at 1am on Eurosport, beating, um, who was it, Jimmy Jimmy Robertson. It was Battle of the Jimmies. <laughs> Jimmy and Jimmy. He was the best Jimmy that day, so... Mm. Good on you, Jimmy. You do whatever you want with your eyes, mate. It's fine. Um, but we have, we do have Joe for cue the music. We have got Dominic Dale singing White Christmas. Are you a fan of White Christmas as a song? Uh, I certainly used to be, but when I when I keep hearing Bing Crosby's version this year, it's just it's dawning on me how old the song is and how old it sounds. Hmm. I quite like the more up-to-date ones, like Michael Bublé's or, you know, some other versions. You know, I certainly don't mind the song. I just feel like it's it's aged a bit over the last few years, which is a shame. Yourself? Don't mind it. Just as you said Bing Crosby there, because we're recording the podcast, it just made me go, oh, we should get Bingham Crosby to do it. <laughs> uh, Bingham to become Bingham Crosby. Stars in their eyes on the Snooker Loopy podcast. 
tonight, Joe and Tom, I'm going to be... <laughs> Bigham Crosby. <laughs> uh, I love it. I did, because I was looking for Christmas stuff for the podcast, Joe, and I couldn't find too much. I couldn't find many pictures of players dressed up or anything like that. <laughs> But, I mean, can you guess, Joe, the one player I found, I put their name and then the word Christmas, and I found a picture of them dressed as Santa Claus. Can you guess who it was? Bingham. Yes, it was Stuart Bingham, literally. (laughs) I searched Dennis Taylor Christmas, nope. Steve Davis, no. Ronnie, no. Stuart Bingham Christmas, first response, was a picture on Twitter of him and his son wearing matching Santa kind of jumpsuit things. And all I'll say is he posted that picture in 2014... Next year, he won the world championship, so... Oh, well, you see. If Jack Kozowski wants to win the world title, maybe he should dress up as an elf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, come on, let's get this out of the way with Dominic, then. OK, are you ready to play it? Yes. All right, let's go. Had, um, Tom Jones and Roy Orbison, who's the third, please? Take it away, oh, Dominic. Christmas song. Um, well, it's going to be Bing Crosby, then, White Christmas. OK. I'll do a couple of lines, that's all I know. Yeah, I'm ready. Hold on, are you sure you want to? This is a crooner song, it doesn't test my voice too much. Ready? Off you go. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear the sleigh bells in the snow. Beautiful. Hey. Hey. Absolutely well wonderful. Done. Dominic, <laughs> yeah. Dominic, have you thought about winning this tonight? Have I thought about it? Yeah. No, but I want to because I want to see more of that incredible orange outfit you're wearing. Ooh. You've either had too much of a fizzy drink or you work for a certain mobile phone company. <laughs> Listen, the colour is orange today. <laughs> Go. OK. <laughs> he's gone, he's gone. That's the spaceman doing spaceman things. Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting the flirting at the end there, Tom. No, neither, neither was I. Him going, well, I want to see more of that lovely orange outfit you've got on there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Dennis said that, he would have been absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> I mean, is it different with Dennis? Is <laughs> <laughs> what? Because he's twenty years older than Dominic Dale. I don't know. Is Dominic Dale less threatening because he's got because <laughs> <laughs> he because he sings songs and he's got a strange I voice? I don't, I don't think anybody has ever thought of Dennis Taylor as threatening before, but uh, there you uh, go. It depends on whether Dennis has got the the dreaded double kiss coming for you, Joe. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The DDK. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just always, oh, I always forget how awkward it is when he's just singing there, and the crowd can't hear it. It's literally <laughs> it's just uh, for the presenters and the people at home. Yeah, of all three of us that were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and he oh, sort of dear. stares into the camera as if he's <laughs> as if he's trying to make eye contact with Simon Cow, going like, "Go on, mate, come on." I mean, how how has Dominic Dale not released a single? You know. <laughs> Uh, how you know when Joe Johnson has uh, has released a single and and by the way Tom sent me a message midweek um, I 
presume he was listening to Smooth Radio or something similar, and uh, Everlasting Love came on, and he genuinely thought it was the shoe. I did. I did. That's I how good it was. <laughs> and Joe listened to it and said he preferred Joe Johnson's version. So, <laughs> Everlasting Love. Hey! Oh, I want that version as well. I want the Joe Hannard version. <laughs> well, I, 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 to be honest, I think uh, you know if we if we keep getting attention like we have been with the sausages i think next christmas we should we should try and get joe johnson involved in a, a version with us singing everlasting love and try and get that to christmas number one i know that you you're experienced in uh trying to help people get to christmas number one tom yes absolutely and i think what the charts are missing is joe johnson <laughs> Almost 40 years after his greatest moment. <laughs> well, what last Christmas just became number one for the first time in for 39 years, you know? So, yeah. I'd, hey, you know, Last Christmas is an older song than uh, Everlasting Love, I think. So. Or oh. Joe Johnson's version, so... I mean, that's an odd thought, but it probably is. I mean, they both must be 80s. It is. Well, it was 1986, wasn't it? So I think, I think Last Christmas is 1984. So why think. why isn't Joe Johnson's song in all these playlists? I want that to be number one. <laughs> it's not even on Spotify, and that's the disgrace of it, Tom. It's not. And I, I did tweet him going, can you re-release this, please? And I don't think he's on Twitter or he's not Reddit or something. We need to... Um, well, I think maybe we, maybe we need to email Dave Hendon. He's quite active on Twitter. And he works with Joe Johnson. I think that's perfect. Maybe maybe that'll be our next year goal. We'll try and sneak into the snooker world by contacting journalists like Dave Hendon and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but then if he listens to this podcast, then then we're screwed because we've uh, we've insulted him so many times. <laughs> Have we insulted Dave Hendon? <laughs> well, uh, we've insulted the Euro Eurosport coverage. <laughs> Yeah, to but... be fair, though, we've been very complimentary of the ITV coverage, so our criticism of Eurosport isn't indicative of our opinions on Dave Hendon. No. I think Dave Hendon did a great job on the Snooker 19 commentary. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure your comments, Tom, will, will provide much solace. <laughs> I've heard that word maybe three times in my life and it was always linked to the James Bond film and then playing that video game I've heard it about 8,000 times <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean that says more about how much Snooker 19 you've played than anything else but you know not an easy one but a half chance no not quite pretty close though but that won't provide any solace you know, you know what, Tom? This all came from our cue the music, which we still haven't really talked about. <laughs> no, let's go. Let's let's roll back to that. Dominic Dale, White Christmas. Is it as good as Bing Crosby? Uh, you know what? I think I love Dom, but um, it wasn't his best performance, in my opinion. <gasps> oh. Well, there goes us ever getting him on the podcast. God. I, I was really looking forward to it, Tom. I thought it was going to be great, but um, it's it's not even half of what Everlasting Love is. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this on the podcast. Has Joe Johnson <laughs> set the bar too high? 
I think he might have, you know. Because ge- genuinely, genuinely, if that was on Spotify, I would listen to it. It would go into my playlist, that song. <laughs> genuinely would. Genuinely. No, we can't talk more about Joe Johnson. <laughs> that was last episode. We can't. Now every episode's go- us going to be us going. Oh yeah, it's not jo- it's not Joe Johnson now, is it? You know. So I just I I mean obviously you read the comments um, all the time. Of of has anybody has anybody commented on on the, on the Joe Johnson song? I'll go check. Everlasting love. I'm surprised he didn't do a proper music video for it. You'd think he would. <laughs> Let him pot in balls while singing it or something. <laughs> oh, dear. Ah, so the comments we had on the last episode, Joe. <laughs> Snooker Mentalist has just commented saying, I'm in love with the Lincolnshire sausage. Wow. That's quite strong words. Gior Wivesen has said, really enjoyed the episodes, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And then Alok says, perhaps you should do a poll to settle the debate. Joe Johnson's Everlasting Love or The Space Sausage Strikes Again? Well, I think this episode is The Space Sausage Striking Again, isn't it? <laughs> it's like we're, we're making our own saga. <laughs> Why have we put Dominic Dale into Star Wars? What's going on? <laughs> well, he is a spaceman, so... You know, it oh, makes sense. He should do a uh, cover of Christopher's A Spaceman Came Travelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, I, I mean, uh, getting back to the song. Which one? Everlasting Love? Oh, it's a banger, no. Everlasting. Everlasting <laughs> Love. <laughs> <laughs> wide christmas um i just uh, I, I don't know he didn't he didn't seem that clean with his delivery which was a shame i mean he was probably running high on adrenaline after winning but i don't know just wasn't his usual standards for my for my tastes i don't know what what, what would you say tom i'm trying to separate the singing from the whole visual image because he, he's singing white christmas and then jimmy white is kind of smirking next to him as if like yeah i'm jimmy white white christmas he's trying to do that kind of <laughs> he looks really proud of himself <laughs> but i mean it was decent i kind of feel for him and that he literally he just finished a match and they basically bully him and go right you've got 20 seconds sing a song dominic <laughs> like, <laughs> Sing any song that you haven't rehearsed. But it has to be Christmas. But then his his attempt at flirting at the end was just, I don't know, it was uh, almost (laughs) vomit-inducing. Is that part of our review? Well, if if we're uh, if we were considering the um, the risque girls in the Matroom Mob second song, which I can't remember what that was called, the Romford rap, the Romford rap. There you go. Uh, Then I think we've got to consider this. No, that's true. That's fair. Him and his weird comment about her orange outfit. I mean, it is Christmas, so I don't want to be too mean, but <laughs> but it's no everlasting love. That's that's the thing. I can't remember what we gave that. I mean, we need to make a league table of these, don't we? We do, yes. If anyone is happy to do that for us, or I will end up doing it eventually, to be honest. Tom will do it, because Tom searches for hours on end to find out snooker players' nicknames, so <laughs> <laughs> he will do it. So you don't need to worry, people. 
parents. <laughs> no, but if you want to help me and save me some time, so it's it's not my parents going, come on, Tom, come down for Christmas, and me going, no, I've got to find out what score we gave Joe Johnson singing Everlasting Love. I need to find out if it's higher or lower than Ken Doherty singing Catch the Pigeon. Oh, God. We're getting Brucey involved now. <laughs> higher. Higher or lower. Everlasting. Next year, we don't even have to do new songs. We can just do higher or lower for all our previous entries. Well, that, that's, for season three of Snooker Loopy podcast, uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll introduce a cue the, cue the higher or lower. Yeah. <laughs> right, well I'm going to give White Christmas a 6 Oh, very generous I'm giving it a 5 Oh, wow That is painful I'm sorry, Dom Wow, sorry Dom We've Joe's really just uh, ruined your Christmas there But, you know <laughs> hope you yeah, can still find some no joy He's no longer dreaming of a White Christmas He's dreaming of a shite Christmas now. <laughs> He's going to have a blue Christmas. <laughs> blue. <laughs> blue. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've, been, I've been cut beautiful, off. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I've, Dominic Day I've been, and Lee Strew will see later this evening. And of course... Speaking of me searching for lots of snooker things on the internet, Joe... I was recently trying to find other sort of <laughs> Christmassy snooker stuff online on YouTube. Um, right. Because there isn't much of it, but what I did find, there was a few clips from about 2013, and it's snooker players basically going, oh, you know, I hope you have a nice Christmas. Oh, go to the World Snooker website, and that's it. They're like 20 seconds long. So there's a video called, like, Have an Ali Carter Christmas. <laughs> There's a video that just says, like, Merry Christmas from Marco Fu. <laughs> I mean, this is the Christmas card collection, isn't it? And there's one. It's literally only, like, 10... I think it's about 15 seconds long. It's just Dennis Taylor going, Oh, this is to all the World Snooker fans. I hope you have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. And someone in the comments just commented saying, Shut up, old man. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't even that old then. That's the worst thing. He's only talking for 12 seconds and just someone's going, <laughs> shut up, old man. Evening, Hazel. <laughs> They've clearly heard that too much over the years. But it's worth looking them yeah. up. I also found a little joke advert for Mark Selby's Christmas album, which I'll put at the end of the podcast, <laughs> as a little Christmas treat for the listeners. Yes, who listen all the way through. Yes, you have to get all the way to the end or you won't hear your treat. You won't get your presents. <laughs> it's what you've always wanted. It's Rob Walker doing some comedy. <laughs> and just look at those shoes. <laughs> but we have, Joe, as Christmas treats for each other, for this week's, well, this episode's Cue the Laughter, we've each got each other two Christmas presents for under £10. You said last episode you were thinking of getting me something for £80. Was it off eBay? No. Okay. It wasn't. It was from where's the cue ball going dot com. Ah, the brand new website where you can get all John Virgo merchandise. Where's the cue ball going dot com. Correct. And if they want to come, we've done a free advert for you, John Virgo. So if you want to come on the podcast and chat about it, 
Bill Bree. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, literally there were mugs on there for twenty eight pound or something with just where's the cue ball going on it. <laughs> so, but I think that's why he's took his memo page down because you can now get memos from where's the cue ball going dot com. And there was a thing on there that says you can unwrap John Virgo for Christmas. Oh, well, yes, I know, I know. And, and perhaps perhaps, perhaps one of these packages has an unwrapped John Virgo in it. Who knows? Can you hear the John Virgo and the parcel, listeners? <laughs> Where am I going in the post? <laughs> Ooh, hang on, I think I've lost my pen. <laughs> what order should we do it in, Joe? Should we do... Do you want to do one first and I do one? Go on, which one should I open first? The the brown envelope or the white envelope? I think the brown envelope. The brown envelope. Mm. Right. So it is addressed to Joe the Stockport Sausage Hanard, to which I'm sure the uh, the postman thought, what on earth <laughs> is this? But it's not the first time that he's um, delivered something to me with the word sausage on it, so... What a sentence to say out loud. Yeah. And um, you'll be happy to know that the first time that that happened, it was also Tom sending me something, so... You know. If other people want Joe's address and just want to send him sausage stuff... (laughs) Right, here we go, then. It says, please do not bend. Yeah, please don't bend, Joe. As a general rule for life, please don't bend. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is fabulous. <laughs> oh, dear. At first I thought it was uh, Dominic Dale singing. <laughs> it looks a bit but like I think him. it's actually... I actually think it's meant to be Rob Walker. <laughs> it is Rob Walker, yeah. What gave it away was the tie and it, and the little card. But I did think it was Dominic Dale singing. And then I'm assuming this is the uh, the Liang Wenbo slash Sean Murphy love child. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Basically, earlier in the year, I got that seller on eBay who we've talked about in an earlier podcast. I asked him if he could draw Rob Walker, and then he drew it, and he was selling it. For, he said, oh, I'll put it on eBay. And it was only about two quid or something. And I was like, you've done that just for us, so I don't want to buy just one off you. And I was like, well, I could get Joe Dennis. But then I was like, yeah, but who else is going to buy Liang Wenbo? <laughs> like, no one else is ever yes, going to buy that. Yes. So, Well, well, now, now I'm the proud owner of the only piece of Liang Wenbo merchandise. So <laughs> thank you, Tom. Thank you, Santa. There we go. And you've got Rob Walker as well. So, and yes. Will, uh, which one shall I open first? The... Uh, well, uh, I was saying this uh, to Tom before that um, I sent these straight to Tom. So I've not even seen them, so I have no idea which one's which. Therefore, let's go... Why don't you go brown as well? We'll go for two four-pointers in a row. Oh, very we'll clever. End up, very... We'll, we'll end off w- with the white and the and the black. Oh, a black ball finish. A black ball finish. And this is addressed to Snooker Loopy Podcast, which... It did mean, Joe, there was one day where I got it delivered to my parents' house and I was upstairs and I heard the postman just knock on the door. I heard my dad open the door and then the postman went, Snooker Loopy? And my dad went, what? 
And the postman went, Snooker Loopy, are you Snooker Loopy? And Dad went, oh yeah, that's, that's the podcast he does. And the postman just went, Snooker Loopy, and just walked off. There you go. I mean, if the postman is listening, <laughs> thank you very much for delivering that. We were a bit worried at one stage that these were going to get lost in the post. So We were, we were, but... Um... <laughs> I think next year we're going to have to buy them in September or something to make sure they get get, get there in time. No! No! <laughs> no, no, no! got me the matchroom mod the matchroom mob pillowcase with S- Steve Davis's signed balls on it <laughs> and Neil Folds oh, I, can't, I can't forget them Joe I've got the whole set going on here this is <laughs> <laughs> Neil Folds balls Tony Mayo he's the brown ball apparently <laughs> Terry Griffiths is blue. Do you reckon they had arguments over who would be what colour? Well, like, I was just thinking, do you think they're the same colours as they were in the Romford rap? Ooh, maybe, but then, I mean, they might be. That could be a thing. We'll have to look it up. We'll have to look that up. But thank you, mate. <laughs> That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't find the, the bed set, but weirdly somebody was selling a pillowcase, so... That is weird. Who could sell just a pillowcase on its own? But they said it was unused, so I don't think there's going to be any remnants of um, <laughs> Steve Davis's balls on there. That's one of that's one of Stuart Bingham's hairs just on just on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from when he was balding. <laughs> oh, thank you, mate. That's absolutely brilliant. You're very welcome, Tom. You're very welcome. I'm a, I'm a bit worried that the the one I'm holding is the is the second pillowcase. <laughs> but you know, uh, is it my turn, Tom? Yeah, it's your, it's your turn, mate. It's my turn. Here we go. Oh, oh, here we go. It's green. I am very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, how on earth have we managed that, Tom? (laughs) It's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. Oh, that's (laughs) fabulous. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> what were your What were your thoughts when you opened that present, Tom? Genuinely, I, I, in my head, I was like, "Have I accidentally posted it to myself?" <laughs> and then I went, "No, I didn't do that." And I was like. Oh god, me and Joe have bought the only two of these in existence, haven't we? Like, but but you know, what I want to know is, is were they from the same seller? Do you think? I don't know. It seems weird that mine was just a pillowcase as well. Yeah. It was just a pillowcase. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So somebody's out there, probably Alok actually, with a with a, a whole bed sheet. You owe me and Joe a bed sheet. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do with it. I mean, I should send it to you, and then you've got a full set. <laughs> no, you. No, I'll send this to you, mate. And then you can have it. What are you going to do with it? That's what I want to know. Are you going to you going to stick it on your wall or what? Um. Are you going to surprise Rachel? I, you know what, I, I've done a lot of things, but I don't think I'd get away with that one. I think, I, <laughs> I mean, we do have a spare pillow. I could, I could put it on a spare pillow and display it somewhere, but it's very big is the problem. I think it could find a home underneath Stu Bingham's balls, perhaps, <laughs> somewhere. Ah, oh, not for the first time. Yes. It is nice. So the, the texture of the green on it does look like a snooker table. It's quite, it's quite yes. impressive, really. It's brilliant, though. Th- thanks, Tom. That's uh, an awesome, awesome <laughs> bit of merch that I think only me and you now own. Yep. So, you know, and 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 also, um, it's very apt for the podcast. Snooker Loopy, of course, is born from the song that was performed by the people on that pillowcase. So. Beautiful. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Hazel. Right, well, I've got one more present, and if this is a, a drawing of Rob Walker, I'll be shocked. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you said earlier you went, oh, I'm worried we've got each other the same thing, I had sort of had that thought from sort of feeling the package, but then I was like, has Joe also got me a picture of Rob Walker off the same cellar, and I've just not known about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be a drawing of John Virgil. Oh, let's see. Okay, it's not it's not green and and fluffy, so it's not a bed cover. That, so that's something. This I'm is... sorry to disappoint you, Tom. Oh, amazing! This is the official the official 1990 Matchroom Snooker Special. Introduced by world champion Steve Davis. This is incredible. Look, it's got them all on there, Joe. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> and genuinely, that's been on my eBay watch list for a while, so now I can remove it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and now it's gone because uh, <laughs> I've bought it. Oh, thank you, mate. That's incredible. You're very, very welcome, Tom. I thought you might enjoy that. Oh, it's got... Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, I, I, honestly, but does it does it not just say a lot about us that that we well that we got the same thing <laughs> for each other? I think that's wonderful, mate. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you like it, Tom. Well, and there's I'll, there's bound to be stuff from this book that I can read out on the podcast in future because there's all sorts of random stuff in here. Away from the table, Dennis seems to enjoy playing the drums. <laughs> seems to. <laughs> I love how the information isn't necessarily 100% accurate in that book. Amazing. Well, Merry Christmas, Joe. Yes, Merry Christmas to you too. What snooker fun have you got planned for the the festive period? Well, I've got um, my mum and and, and uncle coming down for Christmas. They're actually arriving tomorrow as we're recording this, which is why I was unavailable after today. Um, And for his Christmas present, I have bought him a new snooker cue, so I'm going to give that to him on Christmas Eve, and we are going to go for a game of snooker. 
Oh, on Christmas Eve. Oh, lovely. That's really nice. nice. What about yourself, Tom? Well, I'm going to, uh, on Boxing Day, we're visiting my nephews, and they've recently got one of these uh, tables where one half of it is like an air hockey thing, and the other half, oh, bit, yeah, yeah. The other half is like, like a mini pool table. So yes. I'm going to try and... I want to train one of them up to be the next Ronnie O'Sullivan. Like that's that's my dream. Yes. I'm like you're young. You, you can still make it. You can still be. <laughs> at, at least you could be the next Barry Pinchers. You know something something like that. I believe in you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wearing yellow and green outfits. Yeah, the canary Barry Pinchers. Yes. I, but have you also seen that there's going to be a Christmas special, nine hundred on Channel Five? Yes. Oh, and it's got. Joe Johnson, he'll be there. I, I think they've actually got him singing Everlasting Love as well, uh, looking at the programme. Don't you tease me like that, Joe. <laughs> if I tune in and he's not singing that, you're going to ruin my Christmas. <laughs> I th- well, he said if he wins it, he will uh, re-release it with featuring Tom Mayhew and Joe Hannard. <laughs> I mean, that's very, very confusing thing to say, but I don't know why Joe would lie, so... <laughs> I'm just going to presume that's the truth, and I'm going to get yes. my get my vocals ready over Christmas. You know, getting in the studio. You've got to be more ready than Dominic Dale's vocals were. <laughs> <laughs> but I look forward to that re-release for Joe Johnson and for next year's Christmas number one. Yes. And our AI-generated "Where's the Cue Ball Going" song. <laughs> now that could be a natural hit i think if we get virgo to uh where's the cue ball going <laughs> that's what we need joe that's what we've not had this episode we've not had dennis taylor letting us know what he'd want for christmas oh, I'd, I'd like a, a wrapped up uh, john virgo <laughs> jv with a side dose of uh, hazel pudding <laughs> And a restraining order as well. (laughs) With uh, a side of Vicky. (laughs) And Michaela Tab. (laughs) Dennis, do you still use the the matchroom bedding set? Well, it's in my uh, special snooker room. Snooker X. And how many people get to go in there a year, Dennis? Well, if you <laughs> if you subscribe to my uh, OnlyFans, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> you, you you get free access for a year. Here's all. <laughs> That's quite a good deal, actually, Dennis. I might. Yeah, there you go. I might look that. Up. <laughs> I should have got Joe that for Christmas. <laughs> And they'll get to see all my uh, array of trick shots. <laughs> Is that what you call them? Okay, Dennis. All right, mate. <laughs> Filth. Absolute disgrace. <laughs> I know, I know, Dennis, you dirty dog. <laughs> I saw on Twitter the other day, he tweeted something. Oh, and he tweeted the wrong name of someone. And then he went, oh, sorry, Michael. I'm a silly boy. I'm a silly boy. <laughs> what a lovely thing for a man of his age uh, to say. Yeah, he's funny, isn't he? He's funny. I can't remember what, what that was about. I do, I do, 
I do remember seeing that, but I don't know who he called the wrong name. Oh, it was um, Martin O'Neill, wasn't it? Mm. He uh, he said it was Martin O'Neill that managed Northern Ireland. It's Michael, Michael O'Neill. I mean, it could have been Martin O'Neill. To be fair, it's not. It could have been, yeah. You know, could have been Martin O'Donnell, <laughs> the uh, Minister of Defence there. <laughs> I mean, here's a fun trivia fact for you. There was um, there was a match today. It was the last match of the year, and I think it was between um, and Andrew Paget and somebody else. And basically, one one of them had uh, played eleven, lost eleven this season, and one of them had played twelve and lost twelve this season. And apparently, it was the worst match that you could ever watch. Because <laughs> um, both of them are trying to keep their record up. That makes me really want to watch it. <laughs> well, for all the great snooker fans out there, have a fantastic Christmas and have a great New Year as well. Those were some of the first frames he won this season. He's uh, had a 4-0 defeat to Ben Mertens, a 6-0 defeat to Louis Heathcote, 4-0 to Rory McLeod. Uh, 3-0 to Sam Craigie 3-0 to Fergal Big Ferg <laughs> Big Ferg, yep Babyface baby assassin Yeah The babyface smiling grumpy assassin The babyface sausage <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I don't know why that one tickled me <laughs> The babyface sausage I think he would be the babyface Savaloy to be fair. <laughs> I think you're right, mate. I think you're probably right. <laughs> oh. Bless. Bless Fergal O'Brien, eh? What, what an absolute legend he is. <laughs> Should we wrap it up there? Yes, let's wrap up the Christmas present there. Well, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. I hope you have a great one, whatever you're doing. Let us know if you get any snooker presents. Maybe someone's got you a snooker bedsheet under your tree. <laughs> and if they do, run. <laughs> that would be my best advice. If they do, put it on eBay and me and Joe will have a bidding war over it, no doubt. But we'll be back for our, probably our Masters preview, I expect, Joe. That's around the corner. Yes, um, uh, obviously uh, we'll have a, a mass Singer preview as well, hoping that <laughs> Dennis Taylor's going to walk out there, or maybe bingo, who knows. I reckon Dale wants to do it really badly. Oh, I think he'd love it. He would love it, but we'd be able to detect him straight away. Yeah, well, he, he'd sing Roy Orbison or something, or, you know, Frank Sinatra. Well, he'd sing the or... Green Green Grass of Home, which he's sang twice. <laughs> In the last year, so that's that's one of his standards, isn't it? Or that or my way, or maybe he'd sing "Spaceman" by Sam Ryder. That'd be good. That'd be quite good. Because <laughs> he is the uh, the spaceman. That'd be a bit out there, but I'd happily listen to it. I think. <laughs> I really want to hear hear him sing that. I want to hear his range. <laughs> I reckon he could do it. I think Dominic Dale. <laughs> could sing space maybe after after he's had a few gin and tonics oh he should do eurovision for us (laughs) dressed up as a massive snooker cue (laughs) he he, no he comes like he does that thing with the snooker cue where he balances it on his finger he does that at the start 
<laughs> and everyone at Eurovision is like, what the hell is this man doing? <laughs> and then he starts singing. You go, uh, I know everything about cues. Cue the music. <laughs> the song comes on and it's just Did him. Did you know that uh, I call myself Welsh, but I'm actually from Coventry? <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts singing, staring straight down the camera, intent. He doesn't do any sort of... I'm dreaming. Oh, I liked that. Sing more. No. Are you dreaming of a Jimmy White Christmas? Of a Jimmy White Christmas. Chestnuts roasting on Stephen Maguire. <laughs> Jack Lazowski nipping at your nose. <laughs> I think I've found what, what we're going to make next year for, for our Christmas number one. I'm weight cleaning the air. You can have that line, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what other ones are there? There's got to be more. Oh dear, there's got, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Uh, Bingham baby. <laughs> God. <laughs> Selby's boy child, Jude Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Absolutely. What's that? How's that run Rudolph one? How's that one go? Run. What, Rudolph the Red Nosed Train? No, it's no one that's like, run, run, Rudolph. Is that one? <laughs> it could be run, run. It's run. not one I'm familiar with. Run, run, rocket, because run, Runny Lights running. <laughs> Nope. You're giving away all of our all of our secrets now, Tom. I think that should be the audience challenge this week, though. Come up with the best snooker Christmas pun. Please in do in the comments. Jingle balls. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the jingle bell pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although, although I think Jimmy White's probably already had that. <laughs> Oh, can we put that out? Is that libelous? I don't know. <laughs> it can't be. He's written about it in his book, right? Yes, yes. I don't know what you're implying, Tom, to be fair. I was just talking about his potting ability. He's one of the great potters with the rest. Oh, Lincolnshire sausage rolls for everyone. Oh, yes. There you go. I love Lincolnshire <laughs> sausage rolls. Finally, those lad baby songs have a purpose. Here we go. Oh dear. There we go. Let us know if you know any more in the comments and they'll go on our upcoming Christmas snooker album. Yes, there you go. There you go. Headed by uh, our duet with Joe Johnson <laughs> singing Everlasting Love. Joe and Joe. Joe and Joe. Maybe you two should do Eurovision then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dressed as shoes. Oh, I've just thought Dennis Taylor should do the commentary for Eurovision. 
There is. We've got this young Belgian salsa- sensation. <laughs> there is Sam Ryder there. Uh. <laughs> and there's Ukraine. <laughs> oh, and there is uh, P- Patsy Fagan. Oh no, it's not. It's not Patsy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody goes shut up old man perhaps, perhaps he's always at the Eurovision he, yeah. <laughs> well, he, well he loves his Eurovision does Patsy <laughs> he still plays a bit of Eurovision I think there we go Patsy can represent Ireland um, Dennis could commentate yeah it's a happy life and Rob Walker can introduce everybody. <laughs> Why didn't we do this? We hosted it this year. We had the perfect opportunity. <laughs> Just wait until we've got the Snooker Eurovision special in May. Well, we've got a lot to work on, mate. We've got a lot of music to cue for that. We have. We have. We have. Right, anyway, we were wrapping this up about 20 minutes ago. And then we went on a tangent about everlasting love and... <laughs> Jimmy White Christmases and rocking around the snooker table. What fun it was. And wakeling in the air. I'm wakeling in the air. <laughs> That's going to be a number one. Mark Selby has already bored me to sleep. He's worse than Peter Rebden. <laughs> <laughs> How's how have we turned walking into in the air into some sort of diss track all of a sudden? <laughs> right, well me I ju- prefer Donald Trump to Joe Trump. <laughs> I could listen to Joe sing all day, but I don't know if the listeners can, especially well, with- well, well this is this is uh, how Jimmy White started his bullying of Dominic Dale. <laughs> Yep. So every episode, we're going to bully Joe into singing a new snooker song. <laughs> yes. Well, as long as it's everlasting love, that's all right. Okay, it will be that. But um, it's been a lot of fun, mate. I'll see you in the new year. Yes. See you. See you next year, Tom. And uh, thank you to all of the listeners for all of your support over the last you know 18 months that we've been doing this. We it, it really is something that we we both enjoy doing and and want to see doing well so uh, i mean we'd keep doing it if nobody was listening um but it it does mean a lot when when we see those comments and um i i know it meant a lot to both of us um at the shootout when people were literally blaming us for um <laughs> the lincolnshire sausage that, that that shows that you know it's all a bit of fun and uh hopefully we'll we'll have some exciting things uh, in the pipeline for the next few episodes as well have a great Christmas, whatever you do. Have a happy new year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The Mark Selby Christmas album. The essential addition to every home this Christmas. Playing host to all of your favourite Jester from Leicester songs, such as Losing My Religion. Thank you for the music. Thong song, chasing cars, 
and that classic from Dean Martin, Ain't That a Kick in the Head. And even a very special duet with fellow snooker crooner Dominic Dale covering Sinatra's My Way. But more, much more than this, I did it my way. So if you're looking for a present for mum or just a soundtrack to Christmas Day lunch, look no further. The Mark Selby Christmas album is the only choice for you. We'll light the fire you grab the hot chocolate.